Okay, I want to um, begin by turning to Deuteronomy 10 and verse 21. Deuteronomy 10 and verse 21. We're going to talk about praise or praising God, the benefits as far as a, almost like a healing, therapeutical benefit of of praising God, uh, regardless of what's coming into your life, whatever life may throw at you. Deuteronomy 10 and verse 21, it says, He is thy praise, and he is thy God that has done for thee these great and terrible things which your eyes have seen. And of course, the word terrible there means morally to revere, awestruck by what God has done for us. God's word translation says, He is your glory, He is your God, who did for these for, who did for you these spectacular and awe-inspiring deeds you saw with your own eyes. Now, do we really see on a daily basis what God is, has done or is doing for us on a daily basis? And, and do we praise Him continuously for all that God is doing in our lives? Do we really see on a daily basis the wonderful things God has done for us? Do we acknowledge them continuously? You know, most of the time, most of our time is spent in a state of being distracted. You know, I mean, it's like, okay, I've got phone calls, I've got emails, uh, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll start that. And it's just, it's almost like a chaotic distraction how we live our lives. And I don't know, I sometimes wonder, are we seeing anything? really what we need to see, and are we praising God? You know, if you have a lot of unfinished projects, well, that means you are greatly distracted. Uh, it's basically what that tells you. But I think a lot of times we're, we're living our lives in a state of distractions, and we don't see what we need to see, and we don't take the time to praise God. Now, I was at the uh, chiropractor office getting a, an adjustment and on the t- they had a TV sort of like this and it was really some cool uh, a cool DVD about amazing facts about the human body and I was sitting there reading that and I thought wow man I am you know I, I am it's amazing just the fact that I am alive right now when you start to consider everything about the human body and of course the psalmist will say I praise thee Why am I praising you? For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So that's something to praise God about. But as I I looked at some of these amazing facts about the human body, it says in an adult human, 25% of their bones are in the feet. Now, I didn't know that, that 25% of my bones that are in my feet. A human life, a human's, excuse excuse me, a human's little finger contributes over 50% of the hand's strength. If you want to test that out, you know, just just ball your fist up like that and squeeze it real tight and notice the strength down here at that little finger versus up top. It's it's amazing strength down there. It really is. And again, a lot of this stuff I didn't even know. If a human being DNA was uncalled, it would stretch 10 billion miles from Earth to Pluto and back again. It says for an adult human... Taking just one step uses up to 200 muscles. I mean, think about that. I mean, this is, this is amazing. 200 muscles just for one step. Bone is five times stronger than a steel bar of the same width. 
but it is brittle and can fracture on impact. A human skeleton renews, it, skeleton renews itself completely every 10 years. Didn't know that. The lining in a person's stomach is replaced every four or five days to, pre- to prevent it from digesting itself. You know, you, your stomach can you know, digest nearly anything, I guess. <laughs> a human sneeze can travel about 100 miles per hour or more. The strongest muscle in the human body is the jaw muscle. Uh, that's why people that talk a lot, you call them ratchet jaw, you know, whatever. Uh, the average person walks about 100,000 miles in his or her lifetime, which is like walking around the world four times at the equator. 100,000 miles in their lifetime. A human eye can distinguish between approximately uh, 10 million different colors, the human eye. And a person takes about 23,000 breaths a day. 23,000 breaths a day. You know, as we consider this, you know, you have to, we have to praise God for the miracle of life. The miracle of life. And the psalmist again will say, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. As I consider this, each day that we live, and like I said, I was, as I was reading some of this off at the office, I thought, man, it's just an absolute miracle that, you know, if you feel good, if you can move and get around, if you can work and create things, uh, if you can enjoy your food, your family, your friends, life is truly, you know, it, it is truly a miracle each and every day that God has given us. Now, why we should praise God. I think in a way it's a remedy. The reason we should praise God is because it's a remedy for life's problem. You know, if you're hungry, what do you do? You uh, get you something to eat. If you're tired, you realize, okay, the remedy for me being tired is to get in my bed and go to sleep. If you've got a headache, you know, sometimes, okay, I'll take an aspirin because I've got, in other words, you're looking for a fix, okay? You're looking for a fix, What if there was a fix to all life's problems? Whatever life throws at you, what if there was a fix? Well, I think the fix is praising God. Psalms 34 and verse 1. Let's turn there. Psalms 34 and verse 1. Okay, the fix is Psalms 34 and verse 1. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Notice that. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. You know, this is something that I think it actually works. I mean, a lot of times in the morning or in the evening when I go to bed, you know, I'm I'm just, I'm going through praises of God. I'm thinking about all that God has done, all that God has created, and just, uh, I mean, it, it, to me it works uh, to be in an attitude of praising God for, for, for everything. You know, there, there's a positive, often we look at the negative things in our lives, and it's just as simple to switch that and say, okay, let me, what is the positive side of this? You know, it, do I have to focus on everything that is negative? And if you can discipline yourself to just to praise God, I was reading reading something about lowering stress. 
And it said this, it said, spend the first part of your day and the last part of your day writing out a gratitude journal, praying or reflecting on positive thoughts. Now, this is something that you can do. Again, I will bless the Lord at all time. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. This is something that you can do. You can start the first part and the end of your day writing down the praises of God, the good things that what God has done for you. I know when my mother was sick, it, I thought, okay, i got to do something about this instead of letting this eat away at me and getting me down. What is the opposite of this hell on earth that she was going through? What's the opposite of, of you know, everything that the family, the children was going through? And I started doing this. I, I got me a journal and started writing down everything, you know. And it was amazing the effect that had on me during that trying time. The problem is, after that trying time was over with, I sort of let it go. But I think there's a, there's a healing in this continuously, uh, praising God for everything. Psalms 42 and verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Uh, another translation, God's Word translation says, Why are you discouraged, my soul? And why are you so restless? I mean, think about that. We get like that, don't we? We know something's wrong, and we, we don't know what it, why. You know, we feel down. We feel out. Our, our morale is down. And, and, okay, a restless soul, you know, and, and what, what's going on with me? We don't have the answers, but there is something that you can do. It says here, put your hope in God because I will still praise you. He is my Savior and my God. In other words, in spite of what's going on in your life, whatever life throws at you, in spite of that, I'm still going to praise God. I think there can be a healing in this, a healing in your spirit. Jump on down to Psalms 42 and verse 11. Psalms 42 and verse 11. And I'm going to go through several verses here in the Psalms, skipping along. Uh, to different psalms in the Bible. But this one is Psalms 42 and verse 11. Again, it asks the question, why are you cast down, O my soul? And so it's like this, you're talking to yourself. What's wrong with me? Why am I down? Why is my morale down? This doesn't make any sense. And why are you disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the help of my countenance and my God. So, whether it's physical, something physical you're going through, whether it's something mentally, uh, spiritually, or emotionally, whatever, whatever it may be, whatever life is throwing at you, you know, the decision to praise God regardless of the circumstances. And I think the, the therapeutic benefit of that is, is a healing that comes about in your life. Now, I got to thinking, would it be possible... To praise God during the dying process. Now, none of us are there right now, you know, although we are dying a little bit each day. But, you know, when it comes time to, it comes time to die, you know, would it be possible to praise God? You know, I, I don't know. I'm not there yet, and, and none of us has experienced that. But it will not be impossible if we have not put this into practice. In other words, if we never use this tool in our lives, I'm quite sure it will not be possible. But, you know, maybe, again, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
You know, even coming to a point to where you no longer want to live, you know, like we've talked about people, we know of people that sort of lost the desire to live because they, maybe they've lost their soulmate, they've lost, they have no health, they don't have anything to look forward to. And they're praying that God would, would allow them to rest and sleep. You know, is it possible when that time comes to say, God, you know, I, I'm ready to go. And I'm look, I know that the moment, you know, after this is over with, the next thing, I'm going to be in your resurrection. I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to be with my children. I'm going to be together again with my soulmate. You know, is it possible to praise God during, the, during such a trying time? Well, maybe it is. I guess we won't know until we get there. But I think it's a tool that we can use. Again, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalms 44 and verse 8. Skip on down to Psalms 44 and verse 8. It says, In God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. Notice, in God we boast. And the, sort of, the word can mean to celebrate. In God we celebrate. What is there to celebrate? Day in and day out about your life. There's much to celebrate about life. You know, I was watching Cord lift some incredible weights over his head, you know. And I thought, man, you know, that, that's, that's something to celebrate right there. Because, I mean, I, for, for one, I couldn't do that. My back is hurting. But I was, you know, the ability for the human body to even do that is something to celebrate before God. It really is. And, you know, whatever you're doing, working on maybe something around the house, look at it as a celebration. This is something that, I, that, that you are doing. Enjoy it. And celebrate, praise God for everything. <clears throat> Psalms 57 and verse 7. Psalms 57 and verse 7. On, on down in the Psalms again, we're going along in some of the Psalms. Psalms 57 and verse 7. He says, my heart is fixed, O God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praises. You know, what is your heart fixed on? What was his heart fixed on? Well, maybe his heart was fixed on praising God with everything, you know, that comes our way. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, sometimes you meet people and they are always, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, and it almost becomes mundane, you know, it's a, okay, I'm expecting another praise the Lord, you know, as you talk to this person. But I'm talking about the kind of praise of the adoration of God in your, in your life, the, the being mesmerized by the things of God. And what he is doing in your life. Praising God for everything that comes into one's life. <clears throat> I know once heard a story about a guy that, that his approach was everything that came into his life. He would say, this is, this is good. Now, I know that, you know, you can think, well, I can tell you a lot of things that's not good that's come into my life. But, <laughs> but again, it's, it's your attitude toward, toward life. There's a set of scriptures that end with this statement. Psalms 107 and verse 8. This is repeated like... I think four times. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And then you find that again in Psalms 107 and verse 15, in Psalms 107 and verse 21, and then in Psalms 107 and verse 31. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and his, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Again, it's like a therapeutic treatment. Of, of learning to praise God. Psalms 
112 and verse 1. Psalms 112 and verse 1. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. You know, when you think about, okay, God has delivered me from the pit of hell by instilling in me a desire to keep his commandments. And for that reason, I greatly delight in his commandments to praise God for the instructions that he has given you, the law of God, the holy days, the Sabbath day. Do we take that for granted? You know, you can because it becomes routine. We're just doing this another year of doing the same thing. But do we praise God for his commandments, his law, his, you know, his, his Sabbath, his holy day? Now, I don't know how people who, are, who have a theology that says, well, the law has been abolished, it's been nailed to the cross, been fulfilled. I don't know how they can, you know, they're sort of like on the outside looking in. That delighteth greatly in his commandments. Praise ye the Lord. And then you have in Psalms 148 in verse 1, you have verse 1, 2, 3, and 4. And it's just like, okay, one right after another, praises coming before God. Psalms 148 in verse 1, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights. Praise ye, verse 2, all the angels praise ye him and all his hosts. Verse 3, praise ye him, sun and moon, praise you him, and all the stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of, of heavens, and ye waters that are above the heavens. Again, you know, just, just to praise God. I, you know, we should be like an, I don't know, a pressurized bottle about to explode with praise toward God continuously. I mentioned, you know, it, for me, I'll just share this with you. It's easy for me to praise God in creation and nature. You know, I can look at the snow and praise God, and I'm thinking, okay, each snowflake is different, they say. No two are the same. And so in, in creation, in nature, one of the easiest things for me to do is to praise God. However, it's a little bit harder for me to see God in other people. And this is something I need to work on. Okay. But, and to praise him for that, to be able to see God in other people. A little bit difficult. I mean, I think you can do it. It just takes a little bit more effort, at least for me, to, to see, see God in other people. So I need to try a little bit harder. But uh, I was thinking, you know, just recently, uh, Nancy called me. I had an appointment with uh, the chiropractor at, at Skillen, where you go to. And uh, they kept giving me the runaround. You know, they said, well, it's snowing. We have to cancel your appointment. Well, when can you reschedule it? Well, a week from now. And I said, forget this. I'm going to go somewhere else. And uh, so I got, a, I got an appointment from a different one. But anyway, Nancy, in her generosity, said, well, I have an appointment on Friday. You could take my appointment. And I thought, wow, that, that sure is generous of her. And I was able to see God in, the, in you through that, you know, by your generosity. You know, you need to pick up on those things when people do things for you and uh, offer to help. I didn't take her up on that because I had made an appointment with someone else, but I'm sure she needed it <laughs> also. <laughs> but, uh, okay, I want to conclude with how to praise God. Because if you don't know this one thing, you won't be able to praise God. Let's turn to the New Testament in, in Philippians 4 and verse 8. You know, if we're going to praise God, we've got to follow these instructions right here. Philippians 4 and verse 8. It says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, 
Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. This is how you praise God. These are instructions. If you're going to praise God, you've got to follow these instructions. And it, obviously, what we're looking at, praising God depends on your environment. Does it not? I mean, whatsoever things are true. Okay, if you're watching CNN you're not going to be able to praise God because they're telling you a bunch of propaganda and lies. Okay? What sort of things are honest? So if you're listening to the politics and politicians, you're not going to be able to praise God because they're, 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 they're lying through their teeth. All right? What sort of things are just? So if you're watching, like I did one night, O.J. Made in America, a documentary on O.J. Simpson, there's no justice in his story, I can guarantee you that. So you're not going to be able to praise God. Uh, whatsoever things are pure. And I got to thinking, why, where would I find purity in our world? And I thought, well, okay, a newborn babe. Okay, that's pure. The Bible, purity. But, you know, our world, there's not a lot of purity out there. You know, you're going to struggle on that one. But if you're going to praise God, this is what you've got to stick to. You know, uh, what sort of things are lovely? So if I'm watching a bloodthirsty, you know, entertainment, some movie, you know, not going to be able to praise God in that. Uh, what sort of things are a good report? Well, if I'm watching the news, no good report there. Not going to be able to praise God, Emma. So, I mean, you, you think, okay, there's a lot of areas that I'm just not going to be able to praise God. And you see, the, the problem is we're stuck with these bad areas, it seems. But you, there is something you can do about it. You don't have to watch that. You don't have to look at that. You don't have to keep up with that. You know, I've, I've kept up with Facebook to the point where I'm totally depressed sometimes. Because <laughs> I think if I see one more negative, you know, one more screwed up idea or, you know, I just get depressed at that. So what I'm saying is your environment will depend on whether or not you can praise God or not. And that's something you're going to have to work on because it is a, not the best environment out there to praise God. Again, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Your environment will dictate whether or not you can, you can praise God or not. Okay, let's conclude with Psalms 150 and verse 6. Psalms 150 and verse 6. Now, I can almost hear, and I've known misery lovers in my life. I knew a woman who, you know, you could never, you wanted to get depressed. All you had to do is call this woman. And the bad thing about it, she always wanted me to come by and see her. And I can't tell you, I mean, you know, I'm not a people person, but I can remember driving to her house and just saying, okay, I have got to make myself turn into her driveway. And it was a physical thing. I had to grab that wheel and say, oh, you know, God, give me strength to pull in there and see this woman. It was that bad because they were, the whole family system was one, dysfunctional, and they loved misery. They loved their misery. There are people who love their misery because it gives their lives meaning. You know, well, Billy Bob just got thrown another D D DUI, you know, and... Sue just drank gasoline, and, and uh, 
You know, he got thrown in jail again, and they loved this stuff. I mean, it was like a big smile on their face. And I'm thinking, you, you enjoy this stuff? You like this stuff? Or you, you're telling me about it with a big smile on your face? So it was very difficult for me to, to, to see this. You know, some people would say, I have nothing to praise God about. I can't praise God. What's there? Some people would probably actually say that. But let's correct that thinking. In, in Psalms 150 and, verse, uh, 150 and verse 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So this is a simple test here. All you got, just check yourself. Are you breathing? <laughs> well, then praise God. 